Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. My name is still Joseph Scrimshaw. This week's episode features a wonderful comedy human. He's a writer for At Midnight and one of the hosts of the podcast Jordan Jesse Go, Jordan Morris. In just a few moments, Jordan will share his love of the punk band NoFX. But first, here's what I'm obsessing about this week. The thing I am obsessing about is this very podcast. I am thrilled to announce some changes for Obsessed. Starting with this episode, barring terrible catastrophe, we'll be putting the podcast out weekly. And I say we because my friend Sarah Meyer is now helping me produce the podcast, which is awesome. But wait, there's more awesome. Sarah's also creating a new segment for the podcast. She's venturing out to the Venice boardwalk to interview people, just random humans, about each episode's topic. So halfway through the show, you'll hear random human beings on the street's opinion about no effects. Do they have an opinion? Have they heard of the band? Are they weird? You'll find out. And all of this is made possible by your kind support on Patreon. Starting this month, February 2016, or 2016, as most people say, my Patreon is all about supporting Obsessed Podcast. Each month, I'm also going to record a special bonus episode that will only be available to patrons. The bonus episodes will be little discussions with fan-favorite guests about stuff that I am currently obsessed with. Our first patron-only bonus episode will feature a discussion with our pal Josh Kagan about spoilers. Spoiler. I'm very annoyed with spoilers right now. So, if you like the podcast and want to get the bonus episodes, check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. I recently asked fans to send me a question about one of their obsessions. And Sarah Boyle says, I'm obsessed with Wasteland narratives. What position do you think you would hold in a Mad Max Fallout-style post-apocalyptic wasteland? Well, I am really, really happy with this question. Thank you, Sarah, because this is something that I have given a lot of thought to uh, before you even asked. I want to say that I could still be a comedian because the optimistic part of me wants to believe that humans will always need to laugh. They'll still need to question society via satire. Uh, then I picture myself trying to do stand-up for, like, a Morton Joe, and then in my mind it just smash cuts to me being murdered, eaten alive, and my bones used to prop up old Ikea bookshelves. So I think the wisest position for me to hold in a post-apocalyptic wasteland is to become a professional hider, to just become better than anyone has ever been at not leaving the house. I will forge for nuts and old hostess fruit pies like a large human squirrel. And I know, I know it wouldn't be a good life, but it sounds really, really fun as I'm hearing myself say it, which leads me to think that actually the best thing that I have to offer in a post-apocalyptic wasteland is just a little bit of optimism. Maybe in this post-apocalyptic wasteland, I could be the town optimist. I could be like, ah, the radioactive mutants from beyond the wall only murdered half the population today. And hey, is this glass of water half brown or half clear? It makes you think. It really makes you think. The final thing I would do in a post-apocalyptic wasteland is plug some shows. Whether I had any or not, because it's just a part of who I am, damn it. So here in the pre-apocalyptic wasteland of 2016, I do have some shows coming up. If you're heading to the big Doctor Who convention in L.A. called Gallifrey One, you will find me there on Friday night. I'll be doing a Doctor Who-themed stand-up show in a bunch of panels throughout the weekend. Then coming up in March, I'll be performing at Wizard World in Las Vegas. And on March 16th, I'll be doing a set on the Meltdown with Jonah and Kamel. You can find out about all my shows at josephscrimshaw.com live-shows. But now, with no further ado, sit back. Relax and go nuts with punk rock energy as you enjoy Jordan Morris's obsession with no effects. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with an awesome person, Jordan Morris. Hi, Joseph. 
Thank you for doing this. It, I, I'm glad to be in your lovely home. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now, is my home actually lovely, or are you just saying that to be nice? Yeah, well, here, let me, uh, I haven't been in it long, but I'll give you an honest <laughs> assessment, because I am a no-bullshit kind of guy. Yes, you are. Uh, I like your furniture, I think it's a kind of a charming collection of, uh, and I'm, this is not, I'm not saying this in a bad way, yeah. but it looks like a charming collection of thrift store finds. Am I this wrong about that? is exactly true. These are all things that have been in plays really? that I did in Minneapolis. Okay. That... I discovered while I was sitting in them during shows, like that chair's pretty comfy. Yeah, I'll take it. I could, I could, I could steal away in the night with that. <laughs> yes. And then where will they sit during Bye Bye Birdie? <laughs> They'll just have to stand. Yeah, and I guess dance. Yeah, all stand dancing. And, you know what? They shouldn't be sitting in that show. Now <laughs> no, that I think about it, fucking lazy production of Bye Bye Birdie. Get up and do yeah. a little, do a little jazz box. <laughs> do a, do a shuffle off to Buffalo. Uh, oh, interesting. So yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean the the walls are a little bit bare. They are. Uh, they are. It seems like maybe you could you could get a little bit of art up in here. Yes, my wife would, has talked to me about that. Okay, about getting some art up. That would make it a little more homey. Yep. But uh, yep. all in all, uh, very tasteful. And uh, you know what? I, I think I think you have something that is. You're walking a, a, a tightrope, and I think you're on a good on the good side of it. Okay, that good. you have a DVD collection, but it's not intrusive. Yes, like it's not in, it's not an insane wall of DVDs. Right, I'm not trying to prove something. It's not like a statement about the death of physical media. Right, or anything yes, like that. exactly. It's like you seem to have uh, some, uh, you know, a cool collection of things you care about, but it's not, you know, splayed around the room. Yes, you know, <laughs> like a cat's urine. So, uh, so yeah, all in all, very good home. Uh, but yeah, have have a little fun and get some art that you like. Yeah, thank I think you. That's my that's I really my appreciate it. Advice to you. This is my new podcast. The reviewing my home. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of my house with Joseph Scribshaw? And how was the bathroom experience? Was bathroom it okay? Experience was okay, nice. Good. Oh, Thank and you. you know, I will say, I really like these. Uh, you have little like woolen coasters. Yes, my wife knit and felt those. That is really crafty. That is <laughs> that really is crafty. Etsy level craftiness <laughs> that's uh, that's going on. My wife is like human Etsy, but in a very good way. Oh, good. That, yes, that, Etsy that could sound can... nasty. Yeah, but, you were. Yeah. So you met your wife. You were you were just surfing on Etsy one day. Lightning hit the computer. That's right and, and she then came out to she life. came yeah it's great ukulele in hand <laughs> exactly uh so your obsession yes. is uh you are one of the few people that i always email people and say hey can you come on the show and what do you want to talk about uh-huh. and you were one of the few people who were like i know exactly what i want to talk about yeah and- uh so <laughs> my obsession and you know it, it's one that i'm a little bit i'm kind of fighting i'm kind of fighting an embarrassment okay uh, nice. Uh, but, you know, I'm learning that I need to own this. Uh, I think my probably favorite band in the world is uh, NoFX. Okay. Uh, who you might remember from <laughs> their the height of their prominence in the mid-90s. I knew nothing of them. Uh, I had Calif- never heard of them. Cal- oh, really? Yes. You've never heard of them? Yes, but I was a weirdo who kind of got bummed out by Kurt Cobain's death and annoyed with Pearl Jam, and then I was just like, screw it, and I kind of okay, tuned you, out in the 90s. You were done with guitar rock from <laughs> I was, there. I was an ignoramus for many years, and then somebody's like, hey, you should listen to Cake. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're like, all right, I'll give this okay. rock and roll thing a shot I'll again. T- yeah, let me down. But I did tune out, so every once in a while, somebody's like, oh, you know, the famous band. Sure. Like, no, I don't. I have not like, heard of this famous so, band. How famous are they? Do other people know? So, No Effects uh, is uh, they got they have been around a while. They've uh, they got started in the early '80s. Okay, and were kind of a part of the kind of California punk rock scene that you know uh, your Bad Religions, your Black Flags is uh, okay. were a part of. Do these ring a bell? Oh yeah, these and these are like actual punk. Yeah, yeah, and so they you know they started out making a music that was really really similar to what you think of when you think of like you know, early hardcore music, like um, uh, really fast, really short songs, uh, screaming vocals, and, (laughs) you know, very little soloing. Yeah. Uh, Very little, like, you know, uh, musician, you know, musical showing off. Yes, there's nothing virtuosic. No, yeah, you know, a a reaction to the, you know, decadent prog rock of the late (laughs) 70s, you know, and the the kind of coming coming wave of, you know, glam and hair metal, uh, you know, these guys were just playing kind of short, fast, loud songs. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, um, kind of little by little, these bands, uh, you know, started to like, oh, what if we had some catchy hooks in here? And what (laughs) if we had a guitar solo? And what if it lasted, you know, past the 90 second mark? And, uh, you know, a lot of those bands went away, but, you know, the ones that stayed... uh, uh, got to be, you know, really, really, you know, musically interesting and cool. And I think in the case of No Effects, they became geniuses. I think they are, you know, straight up musical geniuses. I think people who are, 
maybe casual fans might laugh a little bit when I say that, okay. but I think they are, uh, they're, you know, amazing songwriters, amazing musicians, uh, but it is all kind of in the, um, you know, through the lens of punk rock you would have heard in a mall in 1996. Okay, and you feel like they've perfected that or that they've evolved from that? Yeah, I mean, they are still, and I think they would still say that they're a hardcore band. I okay. think they would still call it that, but um, yeah, kind of in that kind of loud screaming music is you know there's uh you know heavy metal parts there's prog rock parts there's jazz parts there's uh you know there's country and reggae right. and, and you know i know that's a kind of a, a corny thing to say about a band is that they they incorporate a lot of different styles <laughs> Irish not just jigs. one thing yeah. man uh but they do it in a really really cool way uh that i think would surprise people who uh you know have a have an opinion of you know, the punk rock of the mid-90s. Okay. Yeah. So when did you first get hooked? How old were you, or what What was it that hooked you on NoFX? So they, uh, so they were, so when I was, I mean, I am 33. Okay. Uh, are we about the same age? Can we? I am a little older than you. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I've I... been told not to say my actual age out loud in Hollywood, or I'll, I'll explode into flames. That's true. Yes, there are. There's a sniper positioned on the roof, ready to take you out. <laughs> That's right. There'll uh, be some color on my walls. Right. <laughs> Make a viner get out. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I think when I was growing up, the like the like guitar rock was uh, Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, yeah, Nine Inch Nails. I remember my my. My my sophisticated friend Mike Nguyen, uh, he was sophisticated because he had two sisters who were uh, one was in high school and one was in college, and they okay. were very cool and went to a lot of concerts and like okay. gave him a lot of CDs. Uh, you know, he had me. He had he had a Nirvana CD when we were in seventh grade, and he you know put the headphones on me, and it it was the, it was the song "Raped Me." Wow. And I was terrified. I'm like, this isn't, I shouldn't be listening to this. This is not for me. So you like, like 13, 14 years old yeah, in seventh grade? Yeah. yeah. And it was like, it was, it was not scary in a fun way. It was okay. scary in a like, I shouldn't be listening to this. Okay. Like, uh, and I don't know, like the kind of like, that like gloomy rock of the day. Yeah. Uh, the grunge, the grunge and it's, you know, and it's adjacent musics. Uh, I kind of liked that they rocked, but I didn't like how how bummed everyone okay, was. Okay, so you would have liked it if it was the nice hard chords and the fast drums, but it was a little bit more like, you know, high-five me instead of rape me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then because I lived in Orange County and it was the mid-90s, uh, I discovered ska music. Right. And uh, I remember I always read the... Um, calendar page of the orange county register my mom would always give me the calendar page on sunday to read and i would look at what movies were coming out okay and uh and read the comics and uh, yeah i remember seeing an article they did about uh this this new music the kids are listening to the ska music and you know it just looked really fun everyone was wearing suits and goofy outfits okay and uh and dancing around like boobs and i'm like oh uh, okay, I'm a I'm a goofball. I think this is something that I could get behind. Right. Okay. Uh so yeah, I kind of started like checking that out and like, you know, finding magazines that wrote about it and stuff and kind of like going to the warehouse and getting used CDs and stuff. Okay. Uh and then uh and then kind of, you know, adjacent to that music uh was the you know, was I think what what people would call skate punk. And I had a uh, a buddy in high school um, who enjoyed ska music but was more into punk music. His name was Travis Bridenstine. And his half- Bridenstine. Travis Bridenstine. That's an awesome name. Uh, uh, don't know where this guy is. Would love to catch up with him. Travis, if you're out there, uh, you shaped me in ways you could never know. Uh, he, was, he was the half-brother of the drummer of the Vandals. Okay. Uh, who were a seminal Orange County punk rock band. Okay. Uh, and... We would drive around. He was a little bit older than me and had a driver's license, and he had a uh, he had a red Jeep. And we would drive around and listen to uh, the Vandals and Lagwagon and Strung Out and No Effects. And it had the, you know, it had the kind of, you know, they they come from a. For, I mean, they think that the government should fuck off and that right. uh, uh, authority is lame, uh, but. They are also very funny, and they made jokes, and they sounded like they enjoyed their lives, which is just like it was so it was so mind blowing. Okay, that yeah, so it's you exactly could still have you're... this like hard aggressive music, but from people who didn't seem miserable. And like I was never a I was never a miserable 
16. I never cool. had a goth phase. I was never bummed. Yeah, I mean, I was bummed, but like, I never, you know, I never, I never descended into the depths of cure-esque mopiness, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was always like pretty happy and there was a goofball and I liked to be silly and make jokes. And so this seemed to be the kind of like, oh, this is where those things meet. Like, this is where right. aggressive angst and people who are you know people who still like to laugh and have a good time yeah live that's really cool lives in this intersection yeah i hadn't ever really thought of uh, any sort of punk existing like that that it has a message of fuck the man but you and i can have a beer that'd be fun yeah yeah and that's a really good way to put it um and i know that I know that uh, you and I are both, uh, I think we share a love of the television program Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> That's correct. Um, and, you know, I think I think that has a similar value in the yeah. kind of recognizing that the world is lame. The world in which we live in is, is it can right. be frustrating and lame, but but maybe the best the best thing to do is to laugh at it. Right, yeah, and the the best mystery science theater, I think, you know, goes after actors and movies that feel pompous and irresponsible and dumb. Yeah. So it's a little bit more of that attacking the sort of the the structure, but never attacking the audience. Yeah. And that was just so much a part of like uh, heavy metal. It was just sneering at everything. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. stupid. Everybody's a fucking idiot. Right. Um, and and then for me, all my experiences with punk were that sort of like you're a poser if yeah. you like punk and that's you like you have to be born punk like it's almost like a dna thing sure like i was i would would be interested in punk but i would never feel like well i I could own punk so it's awesome to hear like a band who's like sure no anybody likes her music that's fine yeah i mean i i think that that is you know kind of it's something that i think when we, you know when people look at punk rock the kind of california punk of the 80s and 90s is a little bit I think music snobs think it's a little bit of a joke because it was guys in vans and shorts <laughs> who like maybe had a mohawk, but also they were you know probably wearing a quicksilver tank. Right, top or so something. the California version of everything, the stereotypical California version of everything, of like they're not doing punk all the way; they're kind of being lazy half asses about it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think you know, No Effects and the Descendants are two good examples of like bands who, you know, didn't who weren't going on stage with leather and chains and mohawks they were going on you know in shorts and converse and uh whatever comfy yeah and joking <laughs> around and awesome. uh you know still having that that anti-authority stance but also you know but but also yeah there was a sense of like you don't have to you know look like you know you live in london in 1977 <laughs> we're not gonna count like, your piercings at the door yeah like you can skateboard down here you can come here after <laughs> after you've after you've had a surf sesh uh <laughs> and we can all have a good time and uh you know i think that the you know the <laughs> this it turned into something bad which was blink 182 and okay uh, uh, some 41 and that uh it had all the goofiness and the jokes but none of the thoughtfulness you know interesting uh and you know i don't i don't want to slag off blink 182 too much but i mean you know i think bands like that is where it when it started to kind of become a joke and not have any of the values you know so is that where the shame comes from where does the shame yeah of like, you that's know? you know and that's the shame it is very <laughs> Blink 182 based it is that i think if 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 you are a you know if you are a if you know, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of music people have a couple of punk CDs in their collection. They have some Clash. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a couple of Ramoneses. Yeah. And like, maybe they have a Black Flag, and they pro maybe they have a Green Day or an Offspring from high school. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, and that's it. And I think if you, I think a lot of people think that after that, it all was Blink-182. Okay. It was all, you know, my girlfriend left me, and I peed on her house, and... You know, yeah, blah blah, kicking the nuts. Yeah, you know? and that and that did always kind of get on my nerves. Is a fan of rock and and harder rock and comedy that they didn't sit well together. That it felt almost cutesy. Yeah, yeah, and I think that you know that that kind of and yeah, and they had those sneery vocals. And so I think when I tell people that I like No Effects, I worry that they that they think that 
they are that sort of band. Right. You're basically saying I like Blink 181. Yeah. Like, it's, like before saying, they it's like saying your favorite food is candy. Like, <laughs> oh, I love candy. I, what's your favorite food? Oh, I just, I just, I eat a, a handful of sweet tarts every day. Uh, and I think that that uh, uh, what No Effects is is I think they they have the kind of you know the political outrage and the thoughtfulness that you know that 80s punk rock had, but they also have tunes and harmonies and guitar solos yeah. and uh you know and, and it can be more fun to listen to than a black flag song you know cool. so, now i was reading up on them on wikipedia because that's the level of research i do for all the topics i think that's great <laughs> uh they've never steered me wrong <laughs> uh so yeah feel free to tell me if uh, i Please. or wikipedia are full of shit so i was reading that they are truly punk in that when these other bands like Blink-182 were becoming popular, that they were approached by labels, and they were like, no, man, fuck labels. Yeah, and I, I think that, uh, you know, right nowadays, that seems like kind of a silly thing, uh, because, you know, the record label is not as influential as <laughs> yes. it used to be. Uh, but I do think at the time, they probably, you know, did have the opportunity to do, you know, right, to to to, to, to go, you know, obviously because... That Green Day album was such a huge hit. Right. Dookie, I mean, I you know that, and I'm sure that after that became a hit, you know, every band who kind of sounded like that got approached. But yeah, I think I do think that they, uh, uh, yeah, I think they wanted to do their own thing and keep it independent yeah. and play the shows they wanted to play. And, and that's always seemed uh, to me like the uh, the crisis of punk music. Yeah, of we we are yelling at the man. We want to be heard, sure. but we don't want to be embraced by the man in order to be heard. Right. Yes. Exactly. I don't want too many people to hear this <laughs> message of revolution. So when you're when uh, you're when you're hearing that, when you're listening to No Effects, do you feel like there is something quintessentially about their music that makes it better because it has not been soured by the man? Yeah. I mean, it's really like they do. They they are still pretty shocking and abrasive. I mean, I think they. Uh, and you know, like the stuff they make songs about is really, uh, it's, it's pretty unusual and uniquely them. Like I think the, uh, the lead singer, Fat Mike, everybody has a ridiculous <laughs> punk rock name. So it's hard to like, it's so funny to talk about them like a serious band. I'm like, well, Fat Mike and Smelly met when, you know, Smelly, their drummer. Uh, it is, a, yeah, they're a funny band to talk about seriously. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, Fat Mike is, uh, he is, uh, very into uh, extreme S and M. I think he's married to a dominatrix. Okay. So they have a lot of songs about uh, about dungeon sex. And All right. I think he's a he's a super like hardcore drug user. I think he uses a lot of very intense drugs and writes a lot of songs about hardcore drug use. And I think that uh, uh, yeah, it's like that's maybe not stuff that you could make a song about, or that the record label would dissuade you from making. Right. A song so about. the actual music that they're making they would not be allowed to make either because of the content or like even the structure. Yeah. Uh, you know, that I, I wonder, I mean, I, it's, it's hard to say. I don't know if, if that is a thing that a record label would tell you not to do. Yeah. But I think that the people who, I don't know, I think they just know the audience and they know this isn't like a, you know, they maybe know that this is not a product for everyone. And yeah, you know, uh, if this was just on, the modern rock radio station that uh it would not go over well it would probably be fine if it was about dungeon sex but it would yeah need, yeah it, it would be unspeakable if it didn't have a guitar solo right yes, <laughs> okay. exactly yeah. go ahead and scream sure. about chains but for god's yeah. sake but i mean I do, but I, I do think they that you know punk rock is a value that they have and like doing it you know doing it their way is important to them so yeah uh and i think that's that's really cool i think you know uh yeah it is it is it is important to keep in mind that like you know, you can do things your own way and still be successful. Like, you don't have to... Yeah, because they, like, function. I was... The Wikipedia is great. It's almost like a little novel. Because sure, as, yeah, as yeah. I was reading it, the question was, we're like, well, okay, that's great that they rejected this, but do they function or do they have day jobs? And it sounds like they tour. Yeah. And they have enough of a base that they, they're they not rich, but they function. Yeah, I think they, you know, they have a they have a record label, uh, Fat Records, that puts out a lot of music that sounds like right, that. that uh, they started themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um... Yeah, and I think they they play when they want to, and they you know they don't you know I don't think they have to be on the road, 
you know, 50 weeks a year. I think they all have kids at this point. And, uh, <laughs> of course they do. Yeah, and I think that's like a, I mean, they even have songs about that. There's a song on, uh, I mean, my favorite album of theirs is called Wolves in Wolves Clothing. Uh, it starts out with a song called 60% about how they they only try 60%, <laughs> um, which is weird because it is on uh, their best album that they clearly put every every all of their heart and soul into. Okay, so they had uh, to like uh, qualify it a little bit by starting with a song that's like, we didn't know, try that hard. I think We're what, still punk. I think what 60% is about, it's not about not doing a good job. I think that's the joke of the song is that we're not even trying to do a good job. Yeah. I think it's about uh, having, it's about having a happy life. Like it's about living your okay. life the way you want to. It's like you, if you don't want to be on the road 50 weeks a year, don't be on the road 50 weeks a year. Right. Like find a way to... Uh, to find a way to make the life that you want for yourself. Awesome. And do it that way. Like, don't, you know, uh, yeah, it's just, it, the, you know, the essential message is you do you. <laughs> Live your truth. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So sort of spiraling off that idea of what punk is essentially. Sure. As a comedian uh, and a comedy writer, do you <clears throat> think there is any kind of comedy that is truly punk that there is some essential part of it that, it loses itself if it is too successful um I, you know that god that's a great question it's like yeah uh you know uh the television program i work for at midnight i mean i think you know uh in addition to just goofing on youtube videos we <laughs> yeah. you know we take shots at uh you know politicians and yeah. uh, presidential candidates and things like that um so i don't know i mean i don't know if the, if that is automatically not important or you know not effective because we are you know, paid by some sort of giant corporation that I'm sure goes back to Halliburton in some way yeah. uh, that we can't see. But yeah, I, I don't know. And I think the idea of, of, I mean, even if we are, you know, even if I, you know, I'm not living in a crash pad and I'm <laughs> no. making a comfortable living and uh, and uh, wear J. Crew to work, uh, maybe, you know, maybe that's not that important, but, but you know, the idea is that yeah, it's still good to to you know point out when something sucks. Yeah. And to you know take shots at the powerful and it and it and find a way to find a way to laugh at it. Find yeah. a way to kind of laugh at uh, the ridiculous things that are happening in the world. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and then with uh, podcasts, your podcast is super successful. Sure. But podcasts are still to me seem like the wild west where you can still do whatever you want it yeah to, I mean, right i mean a podcast i mean that's definitely our version of a boutique record label yeah. like <laughs> and yeah i mean definitely our our podcast jordan jesse go uh it, i mean we are not a huge show but we have a really intense loyal little group of people and i think like that's i'm making this i'm making our show for them like right you know i don't think you know uh, my co-host or i have any illusions that you know, we will become the next serial at any point. But we... you talked about murder, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you know, we got to do that. Jordan, Jesse, murder, murder, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think like the boutique record label, like we know, like, okay, this, this, this will not make us bazillionaires, but we can make a little money off it. And uh, there are there's a little group of people who passionately love it, right? And you can do whatever you want because you can suddenly change up what the podcast is totally. And yes. there's nobody who's going to say don't do that. Yes, I mean, well, we would be uh, we would be spammed on Twitter until uh, <laughs> we put guns in our mouths. But in theory, in so, theory, you are right. Yeah. We could. So your audience uh, is the man for yeah. Jordan and Jesse Go. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, they are right. They're the authoritarian <laughs> lockstep uh, Nazis. So yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a parallel there of like. You know, and I think that's it's it's super important for for comics these days. I mean, you know, uh, I think there was you know one point where you're like, oh, I'll just become a famous stand-up and then I'll get my Seinfeld. Yep. But yeah, and I think that like you can do comedy, but you also have to do an internet thing and right, and you can comfortably sixty percent. <laughs> yeah, you, you can sixty percent exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so getting back to the guys, sure. uh, Fat Mike and whoever else. There's El Jefe. El Jefe. Okay. Uh, there's Melvin, and then there's Smelly. <laughs> Smelly. Okay. If you could sit down and I have repeat, a drink. these men are geniuses. <gasps> if you could sit down and like have a beer with any of these guys, which ones would you want to hang out with? Oh boy. Uh, I mean, if I could just pick one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, I think I think El Jefe is a pleasant person. I think he's the nicest man. And he's them. the guitarist? He's the guitarist, okay. yes. Uh, guitarist, occasionally trumpetist. Uh, but yes, um, 
he seems like the nicest man is probably the the most fun uh but i mean i think the the you know fat mike is the brains of the operation right. who writes all the uh, or most of the songs anyways so yeah i mean i think he's the guy who would be the most fun to uh uh to to pick the brain of so what would you ask him if you sat him down with a beer and and he said kind of open season you can ask me about whatever yeah like what would you want to dig out of fat mike <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i guess okay something that they do in their songs that i really like is they mention guys that they clearly know but they don't explain who they are <laughs> like so there's a lot of like characters in their songs that okay that it's like oh this is clearly a guy you know that you are sick and there's so i mean that's I think that's part of what I love about their songs so much, and I think it's part of what I also love about good comedy is that it's specific. It's really specific. Okay. Uh, the devil's in the details, yeah. and they, you know, uh, uh, you know, and they they clearly are writing about something very particular, even if that can be baffling sometimes. Of like, right. I don't know who you're talking about. Like, I'm glad that they're doing it. I'm, uh, you know. Like so, I'd be like, "Who is Jeff of Jeff wears Birkenstocks?" Like this guy, <laughs> this guy you wrote about who doesn't, uh, who uh, who wears sandals to work. Like what? Who was he? Yeah, you know. Would that rob the mystery from you, or would you? I find, think like, I would like to know. I think I, I finally would, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had that experience. I I liked Guns and Roses a lot growing up. Okay. Um, and and I they they came along at the right time for me. So this they were scary, sure. but in a in a good cathartic right. way. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I, I sing along to their songs not having any idea what Axl Rose was saying. Right. Like, because I literally couldn't make the words out sure. not knowing. And then I think, I don't know when it was, I finally like, hey, I have the internet. I could look up what he's saying. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. That's what I've been singing along to. <laughs> so, are you uh, are you excited about the the potential Guns N' Roses reunion? Yeah, yeah. Will you go to see them live? Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I think they're allegedly going to do a tour, and I'll go see them. Okay. I never saw them as a youth. Oh, uh, interesting. Because yeah. I like it was so scary to parents and sure. and a lot of friends. Like I kind of had to hide it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I like them. I mean, as soon as you get in there, you'll overdose on cocaine. <laughs> and the, yeah, I went and to turn see... gay. I mean, there's uh, so many things that could happen at a Guns N' Roses. Oh concert. yeah, the, the gay cocaine. I saw the uh, the current lineup. Which is just Axel and a bunch of other sure. ridiculous. Buckethead is Buckethead. Buckethead, uh, Buckethead wasn't there. He was gone. But it's like DJ Ashba or something like that. Sure. Ashba, I don't know what it is. And Tommy Stinson. Uh, in, From the replacements. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, yeah. He's huh. the one who really, you know, <laughs> did some credibility to yeah, yeah. modern day Guns and Roses. But it was really weird because it always been this thing that I saw myself, and then I went to the concert, and there's. Right. A collection of human stereotypes there. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Urinating all over everything and mm-hmm. getting high in the bathroom. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so it, it, getting back to your love of no effects, though, if you could ever jam with them, mm. would you want to jam with them? Uh, I mean, I don't. I'm not like musical, uh, so you know. Uh, but if in, in, if this is my fantasy world yeah. where I am a music virtuoso, <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, I think more than that. Uh, I would want to like talk to them and goof around with them because I like appreciate right. their musicianship, but it's also I don't know like it's the kind of the wit and the storytelling of the songs that I like the most. So okay, yeah, I think I would. Uh, I think I would uh, probably err on the side of having a beer rather than waste time <laughs> with a jam session. Okay, but if if you were at a concert, sure, in like in the front row, and yeah. they like had a woodblock, and they just wanted someone to like go to town on a woodblock oh. as a joke. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, play the woodblock. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Awesome. That's cool that you connect to them mostly as the comedy thing. Yeah, yeah. It makes me want. I listen to like three or four of their songs, mm-hmm. and it makes me want to listen to uh, to even more. Um, I read a story on Wikipedia, and I want to see if this is true. Sure. Uh, at South by Southwest, that Fat Mike allegedly set up a concert with a video reveal to make it seem as though he had made people drink his urine. Yeah, that is boy. That is a that is a that, uh, that's a fun one. <laughs> um, so you know, obviously, when when you know, punk rock became so terribly, terribly unfashionable, you know. It, you know, you didn't hear about these bands anymore. Like right. they were still playing and still putting out albums, but they were not in the press. And then right. all of a sudden, uh, there was like a week or two where everyone, all the you know, all, all the outrage blogs were talking about Fat Mike from No Effects <laughs> because he. Uh, 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 oh, I'll, you know, I'll tell the story of the whole thing. I think I think I have it right. Oh, cool. So they put out uh, after they put out uh, Wolves and Wolves Clothing, they put out an EP uh, called Cokey the Clown, and the uh, the. The front of the album is, uh, it's this like velvet painting of Fat Mike as a clown. And 
that the title song of that is a really wonderful example of why they are better than every other band in that <laughs> uh, it's a song about a clown who brings you drugs. Okay. I think the 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 you know the metaphor there it's like it's about it's about enablers like it's about all the enablers in our lives and it does such a good job because it it paints debauchery as both fun and sad and they're always sure to do both like when they're writing songs about drinking and drugs they always make some nod to the fact that this is both fun but it also can get sad real quick and i think that uh and sometimes the song is uh more sad there's a there's a good song on um uh um a heavy petting zoo called scavenger type that is about a you know a drunk who lives on the streets and you know uh uh it it has funny you know triumphant parts about it but it's mostly sad but then okay. there's uh you know there's uh there's a good song uh on the album coaster called first call it's just kind of a funny song about showing up to a bar when it opens and that is mostly a fun song about how fun it is to drink at a bar when it opens but it also has some nods to the fact that but also, if you're here, this is a problem, and this <laughs> can turn this can turn bad. This can turn bad real quick. Right. Uh, anyways, I think Koki the Clown is the best example of that, and I think it's about you know it is about the you know the tightrope that you walk when you're you know abusing yourself somehow. It's like it can go from fun to sad really really quick. And uh, to promote this thing, he uh, they went to South by Southwest, and one of the you know. God, I don't know if this is still on YouTube. There's these videos of Fat Mike solo with an acoustic guitar dressed as Cokie the Clown playing. He'll play an acoustic song. He will that he will put the uh, the guitar down, attempt to do something like juggle and fail, and then <laughs> tell one of the worst stories from his life he possibly can. Like a true like heart wrenching. Yeah, like about nice. his divorce. Okay, and. Uh, it, it's a it's a roller coaster. It's so weird. It's the cool like the coolest, most like you know uh, weird artistic you know ballsy move for you know. Uh, and I'm sure there are people there who just want to hear the songs from the '90s, and he's doing this strange performance. Right, and piece. I'm sure plenty of people tuning in to see like, oh, Koki the Clown, that'll be funny. Like, oh yeah, my god, yeah, yeah. And then it really like it just ping pongs between you know uh, hilarious and weird and upsetting and it's a it's a, it's a roller coaster uh, <laughs> excellent uh yes yeah, so if you're a fan of no effects you want to look up those koki the clown performances they are uh they're a trip and yeah and i think one of the things from i don't know if it was that same show or the tour was him passing out shots of tequila and then the video played behind him of him pissing in all of the shot glasses okay uh i don't think anyone actually drank piss <laughs> but uh it was a big thing the audience went a little crazy and then the tmz's of the world picked up on it and all of a sudden for a weird little week the internet was talking about no effects again okay so, very strange that it sounds like just the kind of thing that they would normally do right mm. uh, just a is... very kind of punk thing that's just sort of yeah. having fun with people's expectations that's a little bit <laughs> that's guess, a little bit more a generous way to say it <laughs> i think that is a you know that is a the odd piece of performance art that they do okay uh that is not a normal thing and i think yeah they after that, they settled into regular touring of playing 45 minutes of the hits. Uh, <laughs> no more urinating cups. So yeah, yeah. If you had been there in the audience, yeah. would that have tested your love of the of no effects or the punk aesthetic if you had thought for even a second that you had actually you know, taken in some old Fat Mike urine? You know what? I am I'm not a germaphobe. Uh, <laughs> I don't. You know, I've never been one to carry around a Purell. Yeah. Uh, you know, I observe the five second rule. Sometimes I'll even let it go to the uh, 10 second rule. <laughs> I think that is so hilarious. I think I would not have minded to ingest a little bit of urine. Here's the essential part of that story that Please. Wikipedia left out. Yes. Is that it was in tequila. Yeah. And I feel like right. any tequila I would be expecting to drink sure. at a punk rock show. Yeah. Probably improved some, by urine. Right. There's some sort of matter in it that is not tequila. Yeah. Like it might, maybe it's not urine. Maybe it's, yeah. you know fecal flex as maybe. far as i'm it's, concerned like yeah the urine might help with the hangover maybe it's barback cool. semen i know i don't think that's a that's an excellent point is that if you are getting free tequila yeah at a terrible south by southwest music venue yeah. and they are mostly terrible if you've ever been uh yeah i think you you should expect there to be urine that should not be a surprise yeah yeah I'm there's just you. gotta be urine in the air at yeah the south i think i would have loved that i think i would have loved it cool uh, do you have an opinion on this? Is a slightly <clears throat> racier question. Sure, please. I warn you, please. Uh, we're gonna get body. Yeah. Do you think there is a good no effect song to have sex to? Uh, no. 
I, I, let me think. Let me. That's an excellent question. Uh, you know, I don't like. I don't like in general. I don't like love making with music with lyrics. It always seems corny. Fair enough. Like it yeah. always seems like you're doing a bit about sex <laughs> when there's music with lyrics on. Uh, something instrumental is nice. Yeah, instrumental is nice. But yeah, I can see how you would be thinking that the lovemaking should reflect the narrative right, of the song exactly. or should change then in the middle of yeah. songs. And I have never uh, I have never dated anybody who's been into punk rock before. Like <laughs> okay. it's always been something that I do with like uh, friends who I'm not dating. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I wonder though, I wonder if I was dating someone who is super, it, like we just locked, you know, we just were all about it. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. You know what? Maybe the right gal. Maybe okay. the right gal. Uh, we could put on a. We could put on maybe one of the classic albums. Okay. You know. Would that be the Wolves in Wolves Clothing? Uh, then you know I don't think that is considered a classic album. I think their classic album is Punk and Drublick. Nice. Uh, but maybe uh, maybe Ribbed or S and M Airlines. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, a similar question. Do you think they have a really? Oh, and good... also just just side note. Oh. The songs last ninety seconds for the most part. So I guess you saying is there a song you would do it to? Right. Maybe maybe implies a little bit uh, about. But I don't know. I could wrap it up in ninety seconds. I think. <laughs> I think so. If the but... if the idea is to have sex over the course of a song, I yes. think I could probably I could probably get her done in, you know. <laughs> 90 to 120. You're committed. Okay. Yeah, thank you. You picked the right song. That's the challenge. Uh, is there a good song for somebody to play uh, a no effect song at someone's funeral? Is there any song that would be appropriate? Oh, yeah. Let's think. I mean, I guess it depends on the tone of the funeral. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think mostly, mostly no. But I think if the, uh, I don't know. I think if the person was like, if it was a fun funeral, if it was someone who was like, let's all party during my funeral, yeah. I think there's probably a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe just something. I mean, maybe just one of their jokier ones. Like, um, I don't know, hot dog in a hallway. <laughs> you know, maybe. Just... I like it. By, I don't know this song, but I like it by title because it sounds a little bit like the small going into the infinite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe there is something there. Maybe there is a metaphor about... <laughs> About becoming part of the greater we are all just kind hot of galactic dogs in the mess. Hallway. Aren't we yeah. all just hot dogs down a hallway? <laughs> just sliding. The hallway down. is the universe. We are the hot dog. Uh, if No Effects had a movie, you know, like the Beatles had like Hard Days Night, yes, and you were able to write it, mm, to, like, okay, pitch it to them. Oh yeah, sure. What what would their Hard Days Night be? Written by Jordan Morris. You know, they no have Effects? a there there are uh, there's a very, it's a couple very cool DVD sets if you're a fan of them uh, called Backstage Passport. And it is, I think there's two volumes of it. Uh, I think it was a show on Fuse for a season. You okay. know, one of those cable networks no one's ever heard of. Uh, that um, th It's them playing in places they've never played before. So it's usually like second and third world countries. Okay. So it's them just playing in all these hostile places. But there's always, you know, you know a, a crazy group of kids there who have never gotten to see them before. So it's really cool. Uh, and yeah, I think you could dramatize that in a fun way. Interesting. Like it could be a road trip movie of them, you know, like having to deal with kind of shady Slovakian club owners <laughs> and stuff like that. So it'd be sort of no effects meets taken. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. And then, then yeah, someone's daughter gets snatched and yeah. then, uh, then the throat punching can begin. <laughs> I do like that. I do like that angle of it. Yeah. Cause it would have to have a little bit of action and I think you do want to, you, yeah, you do want it to, you know, pep up a little bit. Yeah, and it seems like they'd have a sense of humor. I think so. And want to have, cast themselves in ridiculous roles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. A special set of skills. I love this. So, yeah, so a, so a, a dramatization of the Backstage Passport DVDs <laughs> with a little element of uh, Give Me Back My Daughter. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, if no effects is a gateway drug, mm -hmm. where where does it lead you to next? If you get super into no effects, jeez, you know what? I think they are they are really interesting in that they uh, they will still talk about those '80s punk rock bands like they're the Beatles. Like there are so many like cool references to like the less than famous bands of that they came up with okay. in their songs. Uh, there's a great. There's a great, there's a great two songs that occur on two albums. Uh, the um, first song is called "I've Got Two Jealous Agains," uh, <laughs> and that is the uh, title of a famous punk rock record. Uh, and it's about Fat Mike meeting his wife and then merging their record collections. 
Oh, wow. It's really, yeah, it's really, like, cool song, and it's a cool, like, song about, like, to get you to think about, like, how you, how you bond with someone. Like, is it, is it just stuff, or is it more than stuff? Like, is liking the same stuff enough, right. you know? Uh, and then a couple albums later, there's the song, I've Got One Jealous Again, oh. which is about them getting divorced and having to separate the record collection. That's amazing. Uh, how, how far apart are they? So I think they are they are three albums apart. Oh, wow. So maybe there's two. No, okay. So yeah. So I guess there's two proper albums between uh, I've Got Two Jealous Agains and I've Got One Jealous Again Again. Okay. Uh, anyway, but these songs, in addition to being kind of a cool uh, slash sad slash weird you know, story of a marriage. Uh, they are huge lists of obscure punk rock records. <laughs> okay. So I think that if you like no effects, I think you want to go back and listen to, you know, the Cro-Mags and the Descendants and uh, other bands that were kind of around that scene. So, That's awesome. Yeah, I think, I think they are a good band that makes you curious about, you know, what, what led up to the punk rock explosion of the 90s that you know, we're all familiar with and yeah. some of us consider a joke. So that's really cool that yeah. they basically have a song that's basically like the if you like this on Netflix, you'll also like Yeah, it is a it is a yes, it is a recommend if you like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh if someone listened to nothing but no effects for a full week. Sure. How would that affect your week? I think you I think you would uh you would want to drink. I think you would want to do drugs. I think you it <laughs> would like lead you into wanting to like party. Uh, I think it would, yeah, if you were working, I think you would probably want to go to a bar immediately after work. That's always my feeling. I feel like if I listen if I listen to no effects on the way to work, I am just always thinking about like, ah, do I have time to stop at a happy hour before I have something <laughs> else to do? Uh, yeah, and which is which is good and bad. Uh, so yeah, I think yeah, I think there would probably just be a lot of drinking. Uh, yeah, but I think you would also I think you would also feel amped up in a good way. Okay, I don't know. I think it would be a, ultimately a positive effect uh, with the with the clause that uh maybe you would you would be, be too drunk to function <laughs> and it seems like it seems like they uh ultimately commiserate with the general human condition of like pumped up want to party want to drink yeah but also have a little bit of that eh, this we get divorced and everything's fucked yeah up too. i mean i mean i, I guess i i guess i don't want to want to make it seem like the they just have kind of goofy drinking songs because they have all all kinds of songs there's yeah. there's breakup songs there's you know songs about how you know uh how terrible politicians are there's songs about uh I mean, yeah there's just kind of goofy songs about experiences so yeah they they do uh they record a lot of music and it covers like a lot of territory awesome so awesome. yeah have you heard of the band no fx no have you ever heard of a band called No FX? No. Do you like any bands from the '90s? Of course, of course, I like '90s bands. You know what? See there, Fuel, Nirvana. Yeah, man. Nirvana. But, yeah, that was before the '90s, though. It was yeah, during. They, yeah, he killed himself. Think Nirvana's a little scary. No, absolutely not. Do you like Blink 182? Yeah. Yes, I do. Have you ever heard of a band called No FX? Mm, maybe. Do you like any bands from the '90s? Listen. Blink-182? Uh, yeah, they're cool. What about Nirvana? Yeah. I'm do, you think, Nirvana. do you think Nirvana's kind of scary? Not really. The guys, just, the, guys, the guys were just going through some shit, so they just want to express themselves. Have you ever heard of a band called No FX? Yeah, I have. Punk band, old school, good guys. <laughs> yeah, you like it? Yeah. What do you think about No FX obsessions? If you're going to have an obsession, that's not a bad band to pick. Do you like Blink-182? Yeah. You know, the original old school. What about Nirvana? Pop, pop, punk. Yeah, Nirvana. I mean... How about you? No effects? Never heard of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you ever heard of a band called No Effects? Dear, I don't speak English. I'm so sorry. Welcome back to Obsessed. We're now going to do our How Obsessed Are You questions. Mm. So I ask people these on all the podcasts. Uh, no right or wrong answers. Just kind of get a gauge over okay. all of the different interviews. Do you think about no effects every day? Uh, do you just want a yes or no? No, no. You can go into detail. I would say I probably listen to one of their songs every other day. <laughs> so let's say every, let's say every other day. Okay. Yeah. So, do you make a point 
if you know you haven't listened to no effects for a day that you're like i need to get it back in my system uh not really it's just i don't know it's just kind of like instinctual when i'm like in a situation where i'm listening to music for like a period of yeah. time whether it's a commute or you know cooking at home or something usually what uh one of their songs will make its way into the playlist so awesome yeah awesome would you start a conversation with a random stranger about no effects uh no 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 again i mean i still there's a little bit of embarrassment around this <laughs> okay. of, of them maybe if they are not uh if they're not fans this is just like someone saying their favorite band is smash mouth or something <laughs> uh, uh so, so yeah i think i would to, to talk about it i would have to make sure that the person was like down you know yeah yeah, so if they're already wearing like a Blink One Eighty Two T shirt, mm-hmm. so you felt like that shame barrier had sure, already been broken. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, this guy, this guy likes <laughs> a labor punk rock band that I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you'd be okay with it. Awesome. Do you generally interact? Uh, I know you're a very social person. Sure. Every time I've interacted with you, uh, but do you interact with people in public? <laughs> that's yeah. like that came out weird do you like interacting with people in public uh i do yes yeah okay so it's easy and flowing for you and yeah, it's not like yeah. I, mm-hmm. when somebody talks to you at the grocery store it's not like where's my jetpack i want to get out of here <laughs> yeah i mean in general like i mean i get i think the the conversations that make me uncomfortable are like i don't love talking to like uber drivers and i don't love like right. long conversations with like baristas uh so when there's I'm, another function that's yeah. happening i'm like i just kind of want our transactional thing to be transactional we yeah. can be pleasant to our to each other but i mean i don't have to <laughs> tell you what i'm up to yeah. you know <laughs> uh so yeah and, and you know like i think i have i have i have some you know this common party anxiety but in general i like them and like socializing so cool. yeah cool so if you got into an uber and somebody was blasting no effects that would be that like, would be neat course. that would be really yeah. really neat yeah awesome. yeah awesome so. would you get a no effects tattoo Ooh boy. Uh I don't you know I've thought about tattoos a lot. I mean every every everyone everyone from our generation has a tattoo these days. Yeah. Uh definitely people in our like field. I feel like I'm the only non-tattoo person. Yeah, I, I don't have a tattoo and I think I'm going to get one pretty soon. Not out of like, oh, yeah. peer oh. pressure but just out of sure. desire. What do you know what it's going to be? Uh I think so. I okay. think it, I think it's going to be Star Wars related. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh you know I you know here's what I've been thinking uh, RE tattoo in my life. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, I'm not a married man, but I think it would be kind of fun to get a like matching or complimentary tattoo to whoever I marry. Oh, or nice. if it was a family thing where like if we had, you know, uh, a kid, you tattoo the baby. <laughs> uh, you know, like maybe when the kid is old enough, yeah. we, there's a family tattoo that we get. Oh, awesome. So I think Such that, a wholesome tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I would, I mean, if... If, you know, if, if, if that lucky lady is a huge effects <laughs> fan, I guess we could get, you know, uh, the album cover from my stepdad's a cop and my stepmom's a dom, but, uh, <laughs> is that uh, what, you, is that what you would want? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a, yeah. Dominatrix. Oh, you know what? My favorite, uh, my favorite effects album cover is heavy petting zoo and it's a man finger banging a sheep. <laughs> so maybe that, maybe, maybe if my, if my, if my lucky lady, but you know, I guess I always think that like, if you get a pop culture tattoo you just run the risk of you know what if the horrible thing comes out you know right i don't suspect anything horrible will happen around no effects but they've been super honest yeah already I mean, about think, their lives yeah so. yeah so i don't think they will be like shamed but uh you know you never know like what if you were the what if you were the guy with the gary glitter tattoo <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> i'm not saying any of them will be child molesters but i'm just saying that uh uh, uh sometimes it becomes hard to separate the art from the artist and right. it would be a tough thing to like have to have that you know that's maybe why I don't get any kind of pop culture thing of like, what if it gets ruined somehow, yeah. you know? Yeah. I have a friend who has a, on like my walls, a yeah. meticulously uh, decorated home yeah. of things that are vitally important to him. Sure. And one of the things was a Cosby record and it was a real like, yeah, uh, totally. I Absolutely. made the choice and Absolutely. now I have to take that down. Yeah, totally. So, so it would suck um, to have something like that on your body. <laughs> yeah. So I would wall. want whatever tattoo I get to be a little more meaningful than a pop culture thing yeah um or you know a pop culture thing that i you know i mean i think star wars is so safe i mean especially now that it's good again <laughs> yeah you yes. just go ahead and get a star wars tattoo yeah, yeah i, I, I just kind of feel like yeah it's gonna be it's gonna last my lifetime now sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think i think i will probably avoid pop culture tattoos unless it's you know something that the 
non-existent wife wants to do. Okay, so that's a great answer. So yeah. probably nothing, but maybe it's finger banging a sheep. Maybe you know, <laughs> a, a gun to my head, the cover of Heavy Petting Zoo, where a man finger bangs a sheep. Yes. Okay. Excellent segue to my next question. Would you read or write slash fiction about no effects? Oh boy, you know I've never been a writer. I've never been a a reader or writer of slash or fanfic. Uh, but I mean, you know what? It, it, you know, there's a <laughs> there's a there's a really fun show. Uh, oh, again, and podcast uh, that you can listen to if you're not in LA. Competitive erotic fan right. fiction. The uh, great uh, Brian Cook heads that up. That's a fun one. Uh, you know what? Maybe if they had a music, if they had a music themed show, and they asked me to perform, maybe I would do No Effects. I yeah. don't know that anyone would get it, but <laughs> right. uh, you know, maybe it'll be the right crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's a so. great show, but that is the weird thing about that show of like, yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you guys know about the weird mm. people I'm having? masturbate on each other do you guys, do you guys know about these <laughs> right guys? Yeah, it's like do you know the names of the specific guys from gears of war you should because a lot of these jokes hinge on that uh yeah i think that yeah i think that would be fun and they that they you know the so much of their not so much but i mean a big a big part of their like music these days is like talking about bondage so yeah uh, there's kind of a natural segue into it i guess so or so you, just maybe the funny part would be them having really like lame vanilla sex oh because yeah so much of the songs are about dominatrixes and 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 whips and chains and what have you uh it could just be them like having missionary sex <laughs> like after they finish an episode of their netflix show <laughs> and then going to bed a little bit early so right. they can like get up and go to yoga in the morning realizing it's been two weeks so we probably should yeah, just to keep it alive yeah, sure yeah. sure <laughs> that's a maybe great... that's the fun angle <laughs> the probably should angle. Mm. yeah that's awesome would you watch a movie about no effects made by Chris Columbus? Great <laughs> Chris Columbus. Yes. Oh, God, that'd be great. How incongruous. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what a fun disaster. Uh, yes, absolutely. I think it's probably the wrong man to make the movie, but uh, yeah. I think that's part of what would make it fun. I, I, I often have Adam Sandler or Michael Bay for that question because I'm trying to match up you know, somebody sure. that people often don't have respect for. Right. For no effects, Chris Columbus just seemed like yeah. the most vanilla director yeah, yeah. to I handle the so. most that punk thing. Good. Yeah. So you would just love the absurdity of it. I think so, yes. I mean, obviously, I would, it would be fun if they would make a good movie about them, but uh, <laughs> if it's going to be a train wreck, it should be a spectacular one, I guess. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, would you break up with someone who didn't like No Effects, who just hated them? Uh, I have stayed in relationships with people who have hated No Effects, so uh, that your theory has been tested. Uh, I guess we're not together now, so maybe, yeah. maybe it would have stayed together if we would have. If, if you've been able to bond but over no, it. No, I mean, I think, like I, like I said, I've, I've never really dated anybody who's been into uh, punk rock in the same way that I am. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, but it's never been something I'm like, oh, I wish we could, I don't know, it's kind of fun to have separate interests. I yeah. Think. As long as you share a couple of things, it's nice to have, like, little, like, satellite activities you can yeah. go to uh, with, you know, friends. So, being in those relationships, there's never a time where you're like, I'm making dinner and I really, I had a stressful day and I really yeah. want to blast no effects, but I can't because my partner hates it. Were you ever no, in those kind of... I don't like it when, I mean, I am I think my, one of my qualities is I'm a little bit of like a doormat, a little bit of like a people pleaser, <laughs> so I don't want people to be uncomfortable. Okay. I think that if I turn on music anywhere, I want it to be something that everybody can like. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the the like i want to listen to this would be squashed by i'm so worried this person is not having a yeah. good time so i think that i probably couldn't enjoy it if the other person if i knew that they hated it so. i can totally relate to that yeah. uh, my wife and i mm. made a mixed cd for our wedding that we gave to everybody who came oh yeah okay. and we put on all these songs that sure. meant to us and a lot to us individually and mm -hmm. in our relationship was there any guns and roses on it that's what happened is <laughs> i wanted a guns and roses song and my wife is great and understanding she's like absolutely this of is course. where i'm drawing the line yeah oh, no she was totally totally fine with it oh like, she was not, oh, that's great she's and i'm really stupid lucky uh, nice I, awesome. uh, uh, and she's like you can you can put it on i did a mix where i put appetite for destruction as the last song and i was like i can't do it um because all the other songs yeah. are like pretty flowing and beautiful and they sure. like i can't do it and then i found the uh richard cheese version of appetite oh yeah of, sure. uh, welcome yeah, yeah. to the jungle Lounge against the machine yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was welcome to the jungle was the song i was gonna put mm -hmm. not all of appetite for, i said appetite for destruction the whole album sure yeah uh no it was welcome to jungle and i okay. found the richard cheese version nice yeah. there you go that's a nice a nice compromise i think <laughs> converted some fans to richard cheese sure so, yeah um, would you swear at a nun if she insulted no effects to your face? Oh, uh, I mean, boy, what an amazing experience that would be if a <laughs> nun 
knew about it and had an opinion about it? Yeah. No, I think I would. I think I would kiss her on the mouth for having <laughs> for having that weird little pocket of knowledge. No, I don't think so. I think that would be just so amazing. Yeah. So if she got in your face and was like, "You, how dare how you like this that?" Is urine picture of urine drinking yeah 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 urine drinking drug clown uh i think that would be cool that she would know about it yeah that's nice that's neat yeah Yeah, but i'd like that your reaction would be to kiss her that's good too that's still a little profane enjoy that yeah exactly (laughs) just still do something that would upset her uh would you cosplay as a member of no effects at san Hmm. diego comic-con i think well that's interesting i think if you dress like someone from no effects at san diego comic-con you just look like someone who lives in san diego (laughs) and is not going to comic-con you just look like a 40 year old man who still wears shorts he just wandered in uh yeah so i think you probably would just look like a san diego townie uh i think that would be funny i mean i think it would be a cool little i mean god i feel like when you go to comic-con now like it's not just spider-man and batman like people are cosplaying as you know, obscure deep cut things. The game is to be obscure and deep cut at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Like, right, exactly. Steampunk Deadpool, you know. Uh, <laughs> yes. I think it would be funny to try and replicate a no effects outfit and then see if anybody got it. If someone got it, it'd be like, hey, we're, hey, we're cool forever. Yeah. 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 I saw an actual steampunk Aquaman. Oh, yeah? At Dragon Con. And okay. It, and it actually made me angry. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> it made me violently angry. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't. No, that's wrong. Uh, okay. If you, this is the the final question. If you couldn't listen to No Effects mm-hmm. without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, mm. would you still listen to No Effects? Yeah, you know, I think it would be like a, you know, boy, I sure like seeing them live. I just love, I just love seeing them live. So, I think my compromise would be uh, maybe not listening during the year. Uh-huh. But going to like one show a year and taking that nut punch and just like going in there and just having the time of my life. And then maybe like one nut punch when they had a new album come out. So I could just like listen to it all the way through. Nice. So yeah, I think I would, I would, I would just cut back, you know, bare minimum listening. And then, uh, uh, yeah. And then just take the nut punch when it was important. Yeah. Yeah. You are the least phased by this question Uh that anyone's ever been, which is awesome. And it's also the most appropriate for. Would you yeah, be punching the crotch to listen to punk? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that'd be part of it. I'm not sure. Was. Yeah, exactly. I, I might start doing it myself. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I just might start punching myself in the crotch and seeing if that affects the uh, the listening experience. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, I ask everyone to make a noise mm-hmm. to sum up their obsession. Is there a noise that you can make to sum up your obsession? Oh, boy. You know, I was thinking about that. I was just, just to prepare for this. I was, like, going back and listening to some albums that I hadn't, like, had on heavy rotation for a while and, like... You know, and I think something that they do, like, they almost, like, intentionally put abrasive things in songs lest it get too catchy. Okay. Like, it seems like sometimes (laughs) when a song looks like it's going to be, you know, poppy or something that you would, you know, whatever, hear it on a Cartoon Network show or something like (laughs) that, uh, they... uh, they will do something abrasive, whether it's swear or just go, Bleh! like that <laughs> noise. That noise recurs in, in, in some weird way throughout most of their career. Bleh! And so, yeah, that's probably it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I, I'm working on rating people's obsessions. Sure. This is a new thing I've been doing. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to pick out something in the interview that's a good thing that I can use to quantify it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm going to give you four... Out of seven urine tequilas. Okay. <laughs> I'll take them. I will take all those shots. Because it seems like you know them well. You yeah. can rattle off their songs. It sure. seems like it has been a soundtrack to your life up yeah. to a point. Mm-hmm. But you have a really good sense of where, uh, of what they're saying. Sure. What is good about mm-hmm. about them, what is bad about them. Yeah. And a healthy amount of shame. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think, I, I think I'm in a good place about it. Awesome. Uh, before we go to the final questions. Do you want to plug yourself where people can find you on the internet? Oh, sure. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, I host uh, co-host a podcast called uh, Jordan Jesse Go. You can get that uh, in, in iTunes or at MaximumFun.org. And uh, if, you're, if you're enjoying some late-night television, why not try At Midnight on Comedy Central, for which I am a writer. It is a fine program and sometimes a performer. Uh, yeah, I've been on it a couple times, too. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, if you, I don't know when, when Hulu starts taking those things down, but uh, if this 
Uh, I was on it recently. Maybe you can find it. Yeah, know. yeah. As we record this, you are the sure. funniest man on the internet. Yeah, right? yeah. I am recording this uh, <laughs> coming off of my uh, At Midnight Win. So, yes, you are technically having an interview with the funniest person on the internet. That's great. So I'm, I'm thrilled You're welcome. By that. You're welcome. In <laughs> uh, listeners, if they don't already follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can follow the podcast as at Obsessed Podcast on the Twitter machines. And, of course... Uh, you can find us on Feral or iTunes. I don't know how you found it otherwise. If there's a third way, let me know. Uh, these are the final questions. Yes. They don't have anything to do with your obsession, but they can if you want. Right. If you could assign yourself a nickname and people would willingly call you that, what wh- what nickname would you want? Oh, boy. Let's see. Some people call me Joe Mo. Really? Jordan Morris. Yeah. Okay. Joe Mo, <laughs> which I had, did not like at first, but I have come to... I have come to an understanding with. Was it offered in a loving way, or was it offered? It is, yeah, very, okay. very much in a loving way. But I don't know. Maybe I would just prefer Cooter. <laughs> Maybe Cooter. <laughs> Why? Seems, I don't know. It seems like a fun guy. It, okay. Hey, Cooter's coming. Oh yeah. Yeah, the we're all excited. We're up, all right? excited. <laughs> Cooter's here. It almost sounds like Omar's coming from the wire, but a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah, no, very, yeah, super fun, super fun. Cooter's coming. Cooter's, awesome. Cooter's bringing the beer. <laughs> if there were a video game based on your life, what would the main challenge of the video game be? Oh boy, um, yeah. I mean, I think it would be. I mean, I think it would be more along the lines of an uh, an, an Assassin's Creed or a Metal Gear where the goal is to avoid conflict. So it would be an action game, but ideally you wouldn't make anybody mad. Okay. So I think that goes that goes to my uh, that goes to my obsession with uh, always uh, always sitting on the fence and never having anyone uh, never never rattling anyone's cage too hard. So I think it would be making it to the goal where no one is mad at you. Okay, so it'd be sort of like this mashup of like the Pixar movie Inside Out and Assassin's Creed where you're like yeah, jumping around in the shadows making sure you don't step on anyone's Sure, feelings. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, exactly. We would be in someone's head and making sure you don't yeah, you don't accidentally uh yeah, set off the alarm bell that gets their yes. anger guards on you or something. I can't touch that. I like Memory that. I like that a lot. Prom. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and the final question for everyone on the podcast sure. is what is happiness? Oh, what is happiness? Oh, that's a good one, huh? Interesting. I mean, I mean, I'd like to give a semi-sincere answer to that. <laughs> uh, I could just say eating ain't cheating or something like that, and uh, everyone would probably laugh, and that would be fine. Uh, I don't, you know, I think happiness is 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 realizing that realizing that uh, even if things aren't going exactly like you want them. Uh, because they they are, they so rarely are yeah you know are it's so rarely are things going exactly like we want them to like just realizing that there's so much cool shit you can do for yourself there are there are uh, so many simple pleasures out there so much delicious food so many nice people so many so many great jokes so many cool things to put in your mouth and uh, <laughs> you know other other parts of your body uh, uh, it's um, it's a uh, sometimes shit sucks but but uh, uh, um, you know, whatever made us gave us so many little pleasure sensors that we can tick off at any moment. Yeah. So uh, just just grab one of those and, and start ticking. That's great. Thank you very much, Jordan. Nate. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. All my neighbors are fast asleep and I can't find anything to drink. The loved ones drank all of my alcohol, so I'm going to be the first one at first call.